Hi, watch fam. Welcome to my last watch. My name is Gun, and my name is Kaylee. In our first episode, I hooked up Gun to a mic and floated the idea of trading up a hundred-dollar watch into a dream watch, which in this case is a Nomos Campus for Gun's dad. And in today's episode, we're going to discuss our attempt to find a watch in Oregon to kick off our journey to a Nomos Campus. And、uh, one of the reasons why we wanted to shop for watch in Oregon. Was to save you from listing your Seiko. How do you think we did? I think it was definitely more challenging than we had expected. We visited a couple of jewelry stores and then also some、uh, vintage watch shops or antique shops. And I thought it would definitely be a lot easier to kind of you know see these watches. But due to the pandemic, some stores were closed, and even some of the vintage or antique shops that we went into, they didn't really have watches. So it's definitely a challenge. What would you say? I agree. It was definitely harder than I anticipated.、Mm-hmm. For the first half of the trip, we were in Portland, and a handful of the places were、uh, appointment only.、Mm-hmm. Um, and then, as you mentioned, like sadly, some of them were just permanently closed.、Uh, but we were able to go to one walk-in shop. I mean, there was a little bit of waiting, but they just needed our personal details, and there was one other customer in there, and、uh, we had someone、uh, assist us during that time. Even though it was outside of our budget, it was fun to go in and look at some watches. Yeah, I mean, everyone was pretty friendly. I will say, I felt very underdressed. <laughs> like this whole past year, I've just been wearing sweatpants, and yeah, I guess just walking into a, a jewelry shop with some really high-end pieces.、Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just felt a little bit self-conscious. In our defense, we weren't actually planning on stopping by this jewelry store. Well, I don't know if I actually would have made an <laughs> effort to dress up. Like, <laughs> that's true. I don't think that's you... <laughs> something I would have thought about beforehand. But once I was in there, I was like. Oh man, I feel a little bit awkward. And then also, neither of us are really the type to actually dress. I think we're more casual. Yeah, I don't then... think we look like high rollers. <laughs> That's very true.、Shop. But they still <laughs> let you try on some watches. They did, which I felt kind of bad because it was a lot of work. It seemed like it was definitely a one-on-one experience, and that any watch you wanted to even look at, you had to have.、Uh, I wonder what. Maybe this... Just like plastic. Spandex gloves. I mean, you、yeah. kind of look like a surgeon. You <laughs> put that on and then put the watch over it. So I was definitely more hesitant to try on these watches. Where if I were to go, well, I haven't really actually been to a lot of these、uh, ads. So that's I do most of my watch shopping online. Do you want to talk about which watches you tried on? Well, they only had two brands that, or actually, they had no. Actually, I take that back. They had a few brands, but the two brands that I was interested in was the Cartier and also. Rolex. They had both brands.、Uh, we tried on two Cartiers. One was a Dumont, and one was a Santos. And they're both beautiful watches. Well, we were only in that shop for about ten minutes,、yeah. and that was really the the main place that we went to in Portland. And then for the second half of the trip, we went down to Lincoln City, which is a beach town about two hours away from Portland.、Mm-hmm. We stopped by In and Out, which was nice. That was really good. <laughs> kind of a long line, but but any In and Out you go to, there's always going to be a line. But when it comes to fast food, you can't beat In and Out. That's the best. I agree. I agree. <laughs> Their fries leave much to be desired, but the burger makes up for it. So yeah, the fries are horrible. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess it, it probably doesn't matter to them because they know people are just going to come for their burgers. Yeah. But you would think they could even do with、something. those fries, there's always a line. So yeah, that goes to say. But like, how hard is it to make good fries? I mean, it's just potato. But yeah. Anyways, we stopped by In and Out on our way to Lincoln City. Yeah, and and like I said earlier,、um, Lincoln City is kind of this beach city.
I think there's only around 8,000 people that live there, and I'm not sure if that's just a seasonal population count. But anyways, smaller town, and we weren't really planning on searching for any watches there. But as we were driving around town, we noticed that there were a handful of antique shops. It seemed like every other store had like <laughs> antiques, vintage shop, you know, they had signs for it. Yeah. So. I don't know if this is a, a coastal thing, like maybe a lot of Oregon beach towns are like this. <laughs> I, mean, I, I have no idea. Um, but yeah, it just so happened that there are quite a few antique shops. And what was a little bit unique about the shops is that it's divided into different vendors Yes. So basically, like individuals will just rent out a space to list all of their collectibles, which is cool. But then at the same time, it makes it really hard to find uh, something of a specific category since everything is kind of just scattered throughout the store. So I think for me, it was more exciting just having that hope of possibly finding a great oh, yeah. vintage watch. Totally. So it was for that hunt that made it exciting. And, you know, we stopped by a few stores, but. Didn't really have much luck. Yeah, we didn't have much luck until our last shop that we went to. Mm -hmm. Um, Kind of the same deal, you know, lots of different uh, sections of the store for folks to list their items. And we were looking around some cases and then towards the bottom of the case. Like on our way out, we noticed this. And this was our last shop. We didn't even plan on visiting this place. But I think you saw another vintage antique shop. Yeah, just on the way back to our place. Yeah. Yeah. And so we stopped by and literally just on the very end when we were heading out, in the corner of our eyes, we noticed that there was a section uh, full of watches. And so I remember being really (laughs) excited. Mm -hmm. And then I think that's what makes it fun. Like when you're on that hunt. And then you just find what you're looking for. And then you get that rush. And I remember just both of us just sitting down, or I was sitting down on the ground and just looking at going through all the watches. So that was really exciting. Yeah, that that was exciting. And the one that watch that kind of stood out to me was this Porky Pig (laughs) Ingraham watch. (laughs) That you almost pulled the trigger on. (laughs) Uh, I was like, oh, this looks pretty cool. So I was doing some Googling on it. And it was made in 1949. If it was in, I think, like mint condition, condition. it probably would have gone for, I think it was like high 400s. Yeah. But then this watch wasn't in the best condition. I mean, most of the watches we saw had definitely been worn and used. Yeah, yeah, definitely some scratches. And what the sales clerk had mentioned is if the watch says that it's working, Obviously, that means it's working, but any watches that don't say that, it means that they're not working. <laughs> yeah. So you, you actually ran, ran into a couple Seikos. I did. But then also, before we talk about the Seikos, it was funny mm-hmm. because they actually did have a Vacheron Constantine, which is a very high-end watch. And I thought I had lucked out into like this watch that's normally like $10,000, but like on the sign it said fake. <laughs> and so I was like, all right, that was nice of them to label it fake. But oh, yeah. I thought I had found my watch until I saw it was fake. But uh, yeah, we saw a few other Seikos that we liked. One that I almost thought about pulling the trigger was a vintage Seiko Quartz SZ. It was a woman's watch. I think it was probably like 26 millimeters. It was just so small. That if it was anything like close to 30 millimeters, I would have probably pulled the trigger because it was only for $40. And it's also a Seiko Quartz, so I I really did want to pull the trigger, but at the end, we decided not to. This wasn't originally my intention when we were going down to Portland to like check out different 
antique shops or actually we went to Goodwill too, just <laughs> yeah. to try our luck there. I didn't find anything. Um, but I think going to those sorts of shops is really our best strategy. I think it was a lot of fun. And I do believe that, you know, one of these days when we do visit, I'm sure we're going to run into a really cool watch or a watch that we want to purchase in yeah, search of a watch. It, it really brought me back to my middle school days when I <laughs> used to sell things on eBay. I would say one of the things that I remember selling where that really stands out is I went to Ross okay. and there are these kangaroo shoes on sale. Have you heard of kangaroo shoes? No. I like Birkenstocks? No, no, no. I don't, like, to be honest, I don't even know how I had heard of kangaroo shoes or if I even had had a, had heard of kangaroo shoes before. But it's a brand of shoe. Okay. And it were these sneakers that were kind of neon color, really bright. And I remember buying them and then I was able to sell it. But at the, t- at the time, did you know that those were special shoes? That's, or- that's what I don't remember. Like, I don't know if back in in the day when I was in middle school, if those were popular. Cause I mean, I'm not like the most fashion forward person. <laughs> so I'm kind of scratching my head how I knew that that was going to be a good thing to buy. Because the other thing is back in the day, I mean, there weren't any smartphones. So it's yeah, not like I could have mm-hmm. looked it up to see if this was yeah. a, a good purchase. I think just instinctually for some reason, I forget <laughs> it was. So anyways, like, yeah, I mean, I think part of the fun of going to a thrift store or kind of going to stores off the beaten path is you never know what you're going to run into. And also what I noticed was visiting more thrift shops and, you know, these vintage shops also create an eye for vintage watches because when we went in there, we saw like brands called Elgin, Gruen, uh, Illinois Watch Company, and all these brands I didn't really, I had seen online, but I didn't know much about it. Mm -hmm. So I was Thinking to myself, I shouldn't, I should definitely expand my horizon, especially like when we go to visit, I should be more aware of these brands. Mm-hmm. And so I'll definitely do some more research on Elgin and Gruen and, you know, the different brands that we saw. Well, you know, unfortunately we didn't find a watch at <laughs> we got close. antique shops. Yeah, we got, mm-hmm. we got, that was the closest we got. Um, but another stop that we made were, or was the outlet mall in Lincoln City. <laughs> We did go to Zoomies. Yes, we did go to Zoomies. <laughs> Figured I might as well. I mean... They had yeah. uh, Nixon and Baby Jeeps. I'm familiar with G-Shock because I remember back in, I think, elementary school, those were really popular, or at least with uh, my friends who had gone to Hawaii, mm-hmm. because I think those are like surfing watches, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But I remember... They're waterproof, so yeah, definitely yeah. like more of an ocean-friendly watch. Yeah, yeah I remember... Um, what was really cool about them is that you could store phone numbers in them. Wait, I did not know. Wait, I didn't yeah. know that. <laughs> for baby G's. Yeah, baby G's. Oh, really? Oh, okay. You know, back in elementary school, there's a lot of people that I would have wanted to hit up on the phone. <laughs> so it's basically an app, is what it is. Very low tech yeah, app. Yeah. But yeah, so I remember you could add phone numbers, but they're pretty expensive. But back in the day, mm-hmm. you know, when I was a kid, and it's kind of funny, like even seeing the baby G's today or the g-shocks they look very similar as to what they were like 20 years ago in the sense that they're kind of bulky and i think casio like most casio watches even outside of the baby g's their g-shocks and then they're just regular casio watches they really don't change in style i mean they make tweaks but it's very small tweaks so like even when you look at watches that are from like 20 years ago and then modern day watches very similar in style so yeah and one of the things that the sales course was saying was that with the G-Shocks, they're actually Bluetooth enabled. 
so it can like track your steps. So it can kind of work. As, oh, like, so a it could Fitbit. be a, okay. So you could replace your Fitbit with a G Shock. I could, but then I might have to learn how to surf. <laughs> I don't know if I want to do that. But I think you said earlier though that you saw some Nixons. Yes, I did see some Nixons, and it brought me back because my first watch that I ever owned was actually a Nixon. Uh, it was basically all I know is it was just all white integrated bracelets. And the face of the dial was a square. That's about as much as I can recall about this watch. Uh, it was purchased either in high school or in college, so it's definitely a long time ago. Yeah, so it kind of took me back to those days, you know, back to my younger days <laughs> wearing Nixon. And did you get it because you surfed a lot? <laughs> that could have been how I was introduced to Nixon. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm giving Gunn a hard time because when I first met him, I felt like he. I felt like you talked a lot about surfing. I did. I. But spent... I've never actually seen you surf, so I'm just like not sure what you're. I spent some time in California, and I'd surfed in Huntington Beach a few times. But uh, now I'm retired from surfing. I do surf the internet for watches, but <laughs> okay, not the same thing. <laughs> that's that's about it for surfing nowadays. And did you get your watch at Zoomies the first time? I don't believe so. I think it was at an outlet mall, but I. So can't, long ago. Yeah, so long ago. Yeah. I can't remember accurately. Maybe at a Zoomies. I don't know. But I think it was at an outlet mall. I was always more of a PacSun person. Well, until you told me, I thought PacSun <laughs> evolved into Zoomies. But you said they're two separate brands. Yeah, as far as uh, as far as I know, they're but two separate brands. They're identical stores. Very, yeah, yeah. <laughs> very similar vibes. Yeah, I mean, that's that's probably where I got my or my sister's Avril Lavigne CD. <laughs> For you. Uh, no, it was for her. It was for her. So we didn't find anything at Zoomies or at any of the other outlet mall shops. Unfortunately not. But it was a success that we came out of that experience, coming out with a certain direction that we could go when we're looking for watches, whether it's, you know, visiting thrift shops or vintage stores. All in all, it was mission accomplished. Um, Even though we didn't find a watch. Like we didn't find a watch, a starting point watch, but it was it was fun. It was a good side journey to our mission. Mm -hmm. In in Lincoln City, you know, we also obviously went to the beach. Yep. I did a a photo shoot for Katina (laughs) Mihazy. You did do a photo shoot, which has been getting really good response from the watch fam community. I'm and a little I bit think... upset that you bunched all the photos <laughs> together because I think they're deserving of individual posts. I agree, but then I didn't want to bombard my feed with like just like beach photos. But they were beautiful beach I, photos. I, I know, so I thought maybe it might be better to combine the three, but no, I understand that. I'm they're, not they're... salty about this. I think you are. I'm but... not salty. <laughs> they're all deserving of their own posts. I do agree. And Thank they're, you. yeah. Thank you. And I think you might have a better eye or a more creative eye when it comes to watch photography. So if you're available, if you want to do like weekly features or if you want to do, would you be interested in making a feature every now and then? I can connect you with my agent to see if we can (laughs) schedule you in, but my rates are kind of high. So I don't know if you can. Because your working from home life is really busy at the moment. So Uh, it is quite busy. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, it'd be nice if you can make a feature. Okay, maybe not weekly feature, but at least, you know, every now and then you can stop by and say hi to the, you know, watch fam and post some photos since they seem to love it. Since it was your first time taking watch photos, what did you think? Because you've always made fun of me for the past few years when I've been taking shots of my watches. 
So this was your first time joining in. What were your thoughts? I definitely got really into it. I'll admit that. Like, I was kind of crouching down, getting into the sand, trying to get the right angles. I did feel a little bit awkward. Well, because this was the first time where we had both of us doing the watch shoot, it's definitely more awkward when it's just myself. But then having you and making it a team, it seemed like it was more of a professional project. (laughs) (laughs) So I didn't feel as awkward. Whereas I'm sure if you were just alone doing that, you would have felt more awkward as well. That's true. I Mm -hmm. probably would have felt more awkward. Yeah, it was a team effort, so we kind of divided the... (laughs) At least when we were doing it at the beach, I mean, there were definitely witnesses. But not, no. But they were pretty far away. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if they could really tell what we're doing versus when you do that at like a restaurant (laughs) or a brewery. That can sometimes be awkward. That's very true, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And then you get kind of like pulled out of the moment. Like when we're at the beach, I think... You can focus and... It's it's more of a like place that you would normally take photos at. So that's why you have to give me more props for my photos out in public, because there's a lot of stress. And, you know, it's a short amount of time where you have to get this shot. Whereas on the beach, you're relaxed and you can take multiple shots. But when out in public, you can feel be a bit awkward. So you have to get that shot, like, within a few seconds. So I feel like you're trying to discredit my work. <laughs> no, no, I'm not. I'm not salty because you got more likes than I did. Okay. But I'm just saying it's... You know, you had the prime elements and you didn't have to worry about a lot of different... <laughs> I'm just giving you a hard time. Since we didn't find any watches in Oregon to kickstart the journey, does that mean we're going to have to start this with your watch? Or do you think we should still keep searching a little bit? Well, I think we should actually stop by a few more uh, thrift shops in the Seattle area to see if we get lucky. I agree. I'd right? be open to that. Yeah. yeah, and I'd be down to check out a few more shops. But if not, we always have the Seiko to fall back on. Like it's the last podcast. I mean, I do. I don't know if guilty is the right word, but I just won't, don't want you to regret listing the watch. So I am totally open to doing some more digging. I feel like I'm always going to regret selling a watch. I think that's one of those things when you're going to miss it sometimes. You know, there's going to be a day where you're like, oh, I wish I had that Seiko, of course, but I'll be fine. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're really not in a rush, so... Mm-hmm. And then some of these watches, how I feel is, especially this quartz watch I'm thinking of selling, it hasn't been worn. Like, I'll, wa- I'll wear it, like, for photos and, like, for a day or two, but then it really doesn't get put into the rotation. So I think it makes it easier for me to part ways with that, knowing that I actually haven't worn that watch in months. That's going to wrap up episode four. All right, watch fam, thanks for joining us on... Our journey to Anomos campus, we were unsuccessful in finding the watch in Oregon, but we're going to try our luck here in Seattle and see how it goes. All right. Until next time. To see some of the watches featured on today's podcast, check out My Last Watch Pod on Instagram. That's My Last Watch Pod, all one word, on Instagram.